Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, a program brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades on five continents, culminated his ministry with a 21-year, book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called a life study. This life study is the basis of our program today, which includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's life study. The spread of disease is a terrible thing, especially in the spiritual realm in the church. But God has provided disease control for Satan's attack on the church, and the title of our first life study program from 2 Timothy is The Divine Provisions for the Inoculation Against the Decline of the Church. This is Matt Miller, and it's always a joy to have Dick Taylor here to fellowship about the Word of God. Dick, thanks for coming by the radio studio today. You're welcome, Matt, and what a privilege to be involved in the divine provisions for the inoculation against the decline of the church. I agree wholeheartedly. Dick, we've got a really good program today, and I hope our listeners will stay with us. I think they'll be rewarded if they do on these divine provisions, and I'm looking forward to getting into the details of those provisions But to emphasize the importance, I'd like to start out with a quote from a doctor that I read in this morning's newspaper. There was a front-page headline about the spread of a deadly flu virus and the urgent need for a vaccine to be inoculated against it. The doctor said, If it were me, I'd be on the phone to your doctor, calling around to see if you could find some vaccine. Dick, if our listeners could see the real situation in the spiritual realm today, in the decline of the church through the spread of the spiritual infectious disease, wouldn't they be just as desperate as this doctor conveyed to get the divine inoculation that we'll be talking about today? Yeah, Matt, I believe that's a good illustration. Uh, And I hope everybody who's listening would be just as desperate of those who read this article. So may we all see this divine provisions, and may we be those who enjoy the divine provisions so that we can stand with the Lord against the decline of the church. Dick, before we get into the details of the divine provisions contained in this inoculation, can you give our listeners a brief background on the decline of the church? Yes, we could see here in Timothy that many churches had been raised up through the Apostle Paul's ministry, but many of them had fallen into a state of degradation and decline. What does this mean? Practically, it means that they had uh, turned away from the teaching that he had given them, and that teaching was the teaching of God's economy, especially dispensing Christ as life into them. So rather than Christ, rather than this divine life, they had degraded and declined and were bringing in substitutes. A substitute could be uh, what we call religion, and religion is worshiping God without the enjoyment and experience of Christ. Anyway, there's a serious decline, just as there is today, and what does it mean? There's a deviation and being carried away from and leaving this wonderful Christ as the center of God's economy. So, Even Paul said in a couple of verses in this book where he just says, all have turned away from me, which means they turned away from his ministry. And what is his ministry? His ministry is the ministry of the dispensing of Christ. His ministry is just Christ as life, 
being dispensed and distributed into people so they could be builded up to be the body of Christ. So there was a great decline, a great degradation. Co-workers even turned against him and his ministry. And so in this kind of context, this epistle was written in order to inoculate them and enable them to stand against this decline. So this is a little bit of the background in which this uh, epistle was written. So may we be very attentive and very exercised to gain this full inoculation that we might also be able to stand today against any decline, taking us away from Christ, especially Christ as our life, for the building up of the body of Christ. Dick, that's very good. Uh, I want to point out one thing, since this is the first message of Second Timothy, that I think is important here is that this was the last epistle that the Apostle Paul wrote. Right. Out of his 14 epistles, mm-hmm. this was the last one at the end of his life. It's like this is a final appeal that the Holy Spirit is making through him to take these provisions against the decline. That's right. Well, we better stop and get into the life study message. Let's go to Witness Lee now for the life study of Second Timothy, message one. Now we come to Second uh, Timothy. Don't forget, this is the last book, last epistle that the apostle had ever written. The conclusion of all his writings. And no doubt, he fully realized the declining situation of the churches, even of some of the co-workers at his time. But he was not discouraged. He was not disappointed. Why? Because he was laying hold on the promised life. He had something within him that never changes. And this something is just the eternal life of God. The uncreated life, the incorruptible life, the unchanging life, regardless what is changing, this life stands within the apostle. So the apostle wrote this second book, not only as an encouragement and strengthening to the uh, young co-worker Timothy, but as a kind of inoculation to the entire body of Christ, an inoculation to the entire church against what? Against the poison, the germ of decline. You shouldn't consider this is just a pastoral book. You must have the insight to see what was the real thought, spiritual thought, divine thought, heavenly thought, inside the apostle by the time of his writing. And this inoculation did work. The church has been ruined through the 20th centuries to a certain degree, but the church has never been killed. You see, why? Because there was such a strong inoculator. The Apostle Paul, he had the foresight. 
According to his foresight, he did the top inoculation. Hallelujah. And even today, we are enjoying so much this inoculation. Well, Dick, I can really say that we are enjoying this inoculation. Yes, we are. I think uh, it's quite amazing that 2,000 years after this word by the Apostle Paul, and because of it, the church has never been killed. We're here today enjoying all the riches because of his inoculation and the divine provisions contained in his inoculation. That's really true, Matt. You know, Dick, the Apostle, he wasn't disappointed, even though there was a decline, there was forsaking, He was encouraged by the eternal life. Mm -hmm. No matter how bad the situation was around him, it's just a wonderful and encouraging picture. It really is. And the main thing here, Matt, is that, uh, like Brother Lee mentioned, is that he dispensed the promised life. His inoculation was the inoculation of life. There are many ingredients to the divine provisions, but the main essence of this inoculation is life. And I appreciate the words he used, such as uncreated. And like John 1, 4, in him is life. Right before that speaks about him creating everything. He's the one who's the uncreated life, but he's always busy creating. He's creating in you things you don't have. Patience, love, joy, peace. Even now our joy's going up. Hallelujah. Because this wonderful uncreated life is in us, creating himself in us as joy. And then he's incorruptible. So no wonder in the midst of the decline, Paul would inoculate them with this promised life because this life is incorruptible. I love this. You cannot corrupt it. Everything can be corrupted in this world, but you cannot corrupt the incorruptible life, which is Christ himself. And then I like that word indestructible, which means indestructible, indissoluble. You can't destroy it. The more you beat it, the more it multiplies. Put it in the grave, the grave will burst. (laughs) So you put it in the worst decline, the worst negative situation, and this life will just rise. So while everything goes down, this life always goes up. That's why we like to sing that song. Oh, it's up, up, up. We're always going up. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Why do we say this? Because this wonderful life in us is Christ himself as the resurrection life who's uncreated, indestructible, incorruptible, and this life is in us. So the only life, the only way to stand against the decline is by this promised life, which is Christ himself with our spirit. Well, Dick, it's such a joy to be with you in the studio, and I feel like we're entering into the very thing we're talking about, the enjoyment of this wonderful Christ. Amen. Dick, but we've got to move on, so let's get on to the eight basic elements contained in this divine inoculation against the decline of the church. All eight provisions are found in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Let's go to Witness Lee. When he was writing this inoculating epistle, within him there were some points for his composition. Of course, we know any good writer always have some basic points for his composition. These basic things all were the basic element as the provision for the inoculation. What are these? A pure conscience, the unfeigned faith, 
the divine gift, a strong spirit, eternal grace, incorruptible life, the healthy word, and the indwelling spirit. Now, Paul told his young co-worker, he was an apostle, not only through the will of God, but according to the promise of life, the life which God promised and which he has received. He was an apostle by this life. You have to realize just this life implies all the ingredients of the inoculation. All the basic elements are just ingredients actually of the eternal life. The eternal life includes a pure conscience. The eternal life includes the unfeigned faith. And it includes the divine gift. And it includes the eternal grace. All these divine elements of this inoculating dose are included in this one basic element. That is the eternal life, which actually is the process triumph God. I must say this. If you have this life, you have the conscience. And as long as you have the eternal life, you have this faith. Faith is just this organic union within us by which we contact the living God through His Word in His Spirit. Dick, everything in the divine provision is contained in the eternal life that we received when we were born again at our salvation. So, without being too repetitive here, I just want to say it again. That's why we call this a life study. Amen. And actually, you know, the more I'm in this ministry and I hear the word life, the more 10 billion zillion hallelujahs get released from within my being. You know why? Because if you talk about Christ, 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 he, he's altogether wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. We love him, but he may just be an objective Christ. Far away. Far away. On a hill far away. Far away. But praise the Lord, this wonderful Christ went through incarnation, death, resurrection, and ascension, and he became a life-giving spirit. And now when we call on his name, Lord Jesus, what happens? He comes into us to be our life. Nothing can be nearer or dearer or more precious than your life. And nothing can be closer and more subjective and enjoyable than your life, just like the human life. You know, if you have the human life, you have the enjoyment of everything related to your human living. You take away the life, you take away everything. We have the life that is really the life, the all-inclusive life, and this is really the uh, essence of this uh, divine provision and of the inoculation. And, And like Brother Lee was mentioning, isn't it good, Matt, that when you have the life, you have the pure conscience. Right. When you have the life, you have the unfeigned faith. You have the eternal grace, etc. All these eight items are all included in the life. So the main thing now is that we would be people who practice to enjoy this Christ, who is life and who is now with our spirit. So every time we turn our heart to the Lord, exercise our spirit, and open to him, even telling him, Lord Jesus, I still love you. 
And even we have to repent of things, and we have to confess things, or we speak about him to others. What happens? There's a fresh enjoyment of this life, and this life contains everything of the divine provisions. So we must say a million, zillion, hallelujahs! For what? For Christ, who is our life, and hallelujah, this is a life study. Well, Dick, we won't be able to say those million, zillion hallelujahs on the radio program or we'll run out of time, but let's move on to the conclusion of today's life study on uh, 2 Timothy, message one, related to the divine provisions of the inoculation. Then, the divine gift. Paul says, for this cause, for the cause that you have such an unfeigned faith, I charge you to fan to fan, to fan into flame. Tim say, you to have something burning within you. Now you need a little wind. I try to fan it, to fan into flame. It just burns there. It is not sufficient. It has to be burning in flame. Fan this gift. What is this gift? Something that has come from God, not out of you. Given by God, that is a gift. You have something within you that can function, that is able for you to function. And that is burning there. But to find it, find it into flame. In all the meetings, find the gift that is in you. See the flames. All the flames will be going up. The riches of Christ will come up. Then a strong spirit, a spirit of power, of love, and of a sober mind. Hallelujah. We do have such a spirit. God has given us such a spirit. Believe in it. Don't say you don't have you do have a spirit Amen. given by God. Amen. Not of cowardice, but of power in the will, of love in the emotion, and of sober mind, of course, in the mind. Amen. Such a spirit. I encourage you to exercise this. Oh, we have all these provisions. A pure conscience, the unfeigned faith, the divine gift, a strong spirit, eternal grace, incorruptible life, the healthy word, and the indwelling spirit. We have such a big capital. All these are the ingredients of this heavenly inoculating dose. The more we take all these, the more we got inoculated against any kind of decline. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, Dick, we've got a lot of divine capital in this divine provision. And we need to fight against the decline with that provision. But I really enjoyed this aspect about fanning into flame the gift of God that is within you. That's right, Matt. And these divine provisions, that is our wonderful capital, is, like we were saying, is really wrapped up with this 
promised life, which is Christ in us as the life-giving spirit, to be applied and enjoyed by us and experienced all the time. But where is this wonderful Christ? Where is this uh, life? Where is this capital? Where are these divine provisions? All together with our spirit. So I like verse 6, don't you, mm-hmm. of Second Timothy 1, for which cause I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you. The gift of God, I mean, that phrase is an apposition. Gift of God means the gift is God. So every one of you who are listening to this program right now, you have to realize you are gifted. What's your gift? Your gift is God. <laughs> your gift is Christ. Your gift is this wonderful one living in your spirit. Now the, what's needed is to fan into flame this gift that's within you. And, and what does it mean to fan into flame? Well, I love the picture Brother Lee used it one time many years ago that uh, if you have a small fire in a fireplace, well, what do you do? You need to open the flue, and you open this and open that, and main point is get the air in. Then what happens? It's fanned into flame. Same way, this wonderful fire, this gift is in us. The divine gift is in our spirit, but what's the need? We need to open our spirit, open our heart, open our mouth. Oh, Lord, praise you. As we open in simple ways through the day in our daily living, what happens is we fan into flame the gift that's within us. And so we enjoy all the divine provisions with all these ingredients, and we have a rich capital. We're able to not only appropriate this capital within us to be constituted with Christ as the unfeigned one and the pure one and and the eternal grace and everything— but also we're able to flow this Christ out to others and distribute him to others. So uh, this is really precious. And our distributing of Christ is for the building up of his body. So this shows us that the divine provisions, this wonderful capital, this all-inclusive Christ is life who's right now the divine gift within our spirit. So verse 6 touches gift, and verse 7 says, God has not given you a spirit of cowardice but of power and of love and sober-mindedness. So now we realize in conclusion that all that we've been talking about of the divine provisions, it's all embodied and incorporated in the divine life. And this divine life, which is Christ himself as the life-giving spirit, is in our spirit. Because he's with our spirit, we have a spirit that is strong. We have a spirit that's loving, and we have a spirit of sober-mindedness. And I like... The center of this uh, description is a spirit of love. So uh, in conclusion, to really be a person who stands against the decline and enjoys all the divine provisions and is fully in the inoculation so that we could be the Lord's testimony and build up the body of Christ in life, then we need to be people who are exercising our spirit, touching this divine gift, especially by exercising our love. So in conclusion, while we're listening, could we all say together, Oh, Lord Jesus, I love you. Lord, I love you more today than any day in my entire life. Thank you for being the gift with my spirit and making my spirit a spirit of love. Hallelujah. You know, Dick, I said at the beginning uh, that we should be like that doctor who said, If it were me, I'd be on the phone to your doctor calling around 
to see if you could find some vaccine. And as you were just saying that prayer, I thought, we're calling. That's like a cell phone. That's right. We have a cell phone with us in our spirit spirit that we can call. But we don't have to call around to a doctor. We can just call to the Lord and he will give us the vaccine, the divine heavenly inoculation against the decline of the church. Amen. We can receive the provisions that are contained in this wonderful gift from God. Praise the Lord. Well, Dick, I wish we could keep going, but we can't. The radio stations are going to cut us off here pretty quick. So (laughs) thanks for coming into the studio today. Oh, you're more than welcome. And thank you also for joining us for this program. If you'd like to get more information, call us at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. On behalf of Dick Taylor, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening today. Throughout the centuries, the Lord has recovered many truths concerning His purpose and plan for humanity. The recovery version of the New Testament by Living Stream Ministry presents these crucial truths in a format that is easy to understand and study. This faithful translation of the original Greek text includes outlines of each book of the New Testament, over 9,000 footnotes, more than 13,000 cross-references, charts of important truths, and color maps. The New Testament recovery version from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere. Or you can order by calling 1-888-543-3788.